This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. of the proverbial Daw Forge Pouch. This is episode 228 of the Shattered Soulstone. Who do you party with? Oh yeah, no one. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstone2019 over 180,000 titles to choose from for your, for your iPod, your MP3 player, or real man phone. Android. The iPhone, bro. Hey, you only anyway. got one camera on that? You need three cameras on that. Don't worry about that. Today is September 16th, 2019, and I'm your main man, Dad Green. And as you have as you have most undoubtedly heard, I brought like one of my second favorite people coming to you from a racetrack and driving really, really fast. It's King Tut. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, Greed. Woo-hoo. What I was going to say was coming to you from an email and a race car, but then I screwed it up. Yeah. But, uh, That's okay. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> it's a free podcast. What do they want? Woo! It, it, it is free, but you can pay for it. Talk about that in a minute. How was your week, bro? Uh, my week was pretty good. Um, it 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 probably could have been better. Um, I think I accomplished all the goals that I really wanted. I know I I was in the Discord, and probably the best part of the week was I got quite a few primals. Um, I know Shazam's not super happy that I'm. My current push build, which is Demon Hunter Rapid Fire, is currently rocking five primals. So I'm pretty uh, happy I, I about did, that. I did hear about that more than once. Yeah. So the uh, the primals are have been good so thus far this season. Um, I'm still it's the weapons. You know, I, I can't I can't find a good ancient weapon. I'm still looking for a 65% uh, dawn. Um, I still don't have an ancient a good ancient. Uh, Yang's Recurve or Dead Man's Legacy. So there's still some things that would certainly help, but yeah, they you know the three builds I'm rocking this season right now is the the UE multi shot, the Shadow Impale, and then my push build is the the Lod, Legacy of Dreams, Rapid Fire, and they're all working really good. I've got the the UE multi shot running up to like a GR ninety right now and then ninety to one oh five I'm doing the Shadow Impale and then north of one oh five I am doing the the uh, rapid fire um, 
think it was yesterday. I added some up to eight 100 level augments on my gear, and then I think it was yesterday on Sunday that I did a GR114. So the build is coming along. I still got five more 100 augments, hoping that'll bring me up closer to the one, maybe 119 level. Um, and then I can start working on adding some better augments and trying to like fine-tune the gear. I mean, everything I have has pretty good rolls on it right now. It's all ancient. You know, you gotta have ancients for the build. Um, you know, I've been having a good time, you know, getting getting in parties, helping people. We were able to help Lamnith this week. You know, we got him up, you know, to start his season journey. Got him through most of his season journey this week, along with the help of Rona. He hopped on the wizard bandwagon. Um, you know, I've been able to help help people and, and and really enjoy the Discord and really enjoy partying up and, you know, doing whatever. I, I don't like I have trouble like I know Shazam's better at it and just grinding things. Like I, I just I can't grind things. Like I wanna I'll run some GRs, then I'll go do some bounties and then, you know, I'll go get some keys, then I'll go help somebody or try and party up with somebody and you know, just just have a good good week, keep it you know, keep things changing. I'm one of the few that only only mains one character, so I'm only running a Demon Hunter this season. I will not be doing any other characters. Other than, of course, I had to have my Demon Hunter. Or not my Demon Hunter, my Witch Doctor. And what is the sole reason anybody should ever roll a Witch Doctor greed? Ants! Swampland Waiters. So I got my 30 minutes on my Witch Doctor. I got three sets of three sets of, of Swampland Waiters. I went back to my Demon Hunter and I started rolling them till I got the roll that I wanted, which is Fire Damage, Dexterity, Vit, All Resist. Um, well, I didn't get Dexterity. It's hard to hard to get the perfect roll. So yeah, it's, it has Intelligence, but Intelligence still acts as more All Resist. So if, when you're rolling your Swampland Waiters, as long as you can get the right Fire, the right Elemental damage and all resist and vitality. You, you've got a pretty good pair. Um, but you got to have, you got to get one that doesn't have like physical on the uh, secondary. And so it, it can't have physical on the secondary. And it has to have an elemental that you can either reroll or something, right? So it's like, yeah, most of the time. If it you, has a physical, you can't have an all resist. Most of the time, you're going to end up with it roll. Just keep rolling them until you get an ancient that has intelligence, vitality, and all resist, and then just roll the damage, the elemental damage to 20% of your element of choice. Is normally what people are going to do. Sometimes you'll get a, you know, you could get a perfect roll. I mean, I had a primal pair last season that, yeah, I had to roll roll the uh, the physical, the elemental damage to fire on. But yeah, it's you know, pants are pretty much always going to be. You know, vitality, main stat, and then all resist or armor. I guess armor if you're running an intelligence-based class. Damn. Yeah, that was pretty much my week in gaming. I didn't get to game as much as as I wanted to, um, but yeah, you know, Paragons. I think I think I'm coming up on 1,200. So it's still, you know, we're only three weeks in, right? Maybe a little bit over three weeks. So. Pretty happy with that. Goal still 1700, so should be able to get there. Yeah, nice. You know, one thing I was I was thinking about today was like I've been very I've been um, well, let's just say I had a good attitude about the witch doctor this season, and I think I figured it out today, brother. Because last season 
you know, I ran the same build I was going to run this season, only, you know, I was going to put the Fury on instead of the the stupid, um, uh, the furnace. The extra stacks, right? Oh, the furnace, yeah. Yeah. And see, it to switch stuff around a little bit, and I've, I've just been frustrated with it, so I switched to the wizard, and I've been playing my wizard, and the wizard's better. I, I like it better, I think. I don't know, maybe I've just burned out on the witch doctor, but... I think the the thing about it is is like you know you go from this platform right and you start over and I I'll never get to where I was last season because I had seven usable primals. Yeah, and you had the lawn buff where now you got to sacrifice one of your gems. Yeah, so and, I mean, and you have to sacrifice a gem and and I mean it's like yeah, the gem's important and okay you know it's it's better than sacrificing two rings right but it's still a thing and uh so you lose a little bit of power from the from the gym which i i knew right off the top i was gonna lose that but man it's been rough this season and i thought it was because i was doing like solo or whatever but i really think it's because you know when you when you're running seven primals and and like gg primals like you're never gonna see anything like that ever again type Rolls like just perfect. I, I think last season just it just it just totally rent me because man like I can just murder and I even went back and played non season and was like I'm not dying at all I'm not you know it's just, it's just like but yeah this season it's just been rough. Yeah, and I mean I I think part of it might just be that you know it's still early in the season again we're only three weeks in you know and that you're talking well, it end doesn't game. feel like it though. Yeah, but I mean your 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 rolls aren't perfect, you know, oh, even without primals. I don't even have gear. I don't even yeah. have gear. So I mean, you're, I don't think you're necessarily giving it a fair shake. But from what I've learned from you and the witch doctors, it seems like there are times where you know the rift goes perfect and everything goes great, and then there are just other times where you just you run up against you know the wrong rift guardian, or you know the rift guardian pops at the wrong time, or or the stacks issue, and it's just. It seems to me like that's a build that can be super powerful, and obviously guys cleared like GR one thirty fours with it last season. So yeah, I mean, it has wizard type power, you know, without yeah, a doubt. Fair. It's just, you know, you got to fish more, and you're gonna have some bad rifts, and it's almost like you, instead of getting frustrated, you got to just bail on those rifts. And I know you're not a big fan of bailing on rifts, but yeah, if if you're playing a class like that and it's very fishing, you know, where you got to spend keys to try and get those high those high GR clears that well I think with that and all the personal stuff that I got going on with work because man work right now is <sighs> I don't like stupid stuff I don't like stuff that makes no sense at all I really don't I, I think don't that's have... pretty universal and you know I'll admit it bro I'm a, I'm a I'm a combat veteran and I have some eh, I have a little bit of issues. You know what I'm saying? Like temperament type stuff. And you've probably seen it. You've probably been in Discord when I'm just like, you know, just I'm ready to punch people. I mean, not like I'm gonna go out and punch people, but you know what? You understand what I'm saying? I'm just, it, you know, I, I probably piss people off in Discord. I don't mean to. It's just, you know, like you come home from a day where you just, you know, you just. It's just ridiculous, you know? I, I mean... If there was... If there was any way for me to see what we're doing at work right now... Made any sense at all... 
I mean, if it just made like a smidge in a sense, I, it would be. So like you got all that going on, right? And then you come home, and you're tired from doing stupid stuff at work, and then. You know, you get in game and, and the whole day all you want to do is just come home and just play, right? And just, you know, and just sit down. My thing is I just want to literally just sit down. I just want to come home and sit down. So I get home and I, you know, I'm on the street, whatever, doing my thing. And, you know, I just want to come home and play. And then I get home and then I get into a rift and it just, I mean, you just, you just can't catch a break. You know, it's just like the wrong enemies it's the wrong map it's the wrong freaking rift guardian it's you know the other day we were in a rift and at 95 percent, i finally got the stacks i needed to actually do anything so for me it was like just like a frustrating if you i mean i don't know if you know what i'm saying it's just sometimes it's just like Arr. No, yeah, I know. At the end of the day, you know, we play Diablo because we enjoy it, and but the the aspects of yeah, you know, the greater rifts and the way we play the game now, you know, we don't just go through story mode anymore. You know, we're doing venture mode and we're clearing rifts, and that can certainly lead to frustration, especially if your build is not necessarily playing the way you want it to play, or yeah, you're you know, you're rolling with a couple demon hunters that are killing everything before you can even get any stacks. Which you know, I'm not saying I'm guilty of that. I'm just saying oh, no. that Not I've heard all, that bro. happens, you know, it, it, it happens, but I mean, it, yeah, it's the same thing, you know, I, I come home from work, you know, I got the 40 plus hour a week standard job, and then, you know, me and my wife own a business, and yeah, sometimes I come home and, you know, I just want to, I want to just hop on, have some fun, play some Diablo, and then, yeah, you know, the wife starts hitting me with the second job stuff, you know, and the business stuff, and all oh, this happened, and this happened, because, you know, she's working that job while I'm at the, you know, the normal job. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it is difficult when, yeah, you got to factor, you know, the work stuff in when, yeah, all you really want to do, it's like, and you're still, you're trying to play, but, you know, in the back of the mind, your mind, you know, you're still thinking about what happened at work or, you know, your next day at work and, you know, it can all combine and, you know, you get a bad rift and, you know, you tilt and then, <laughs> and then you're out of there, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is. And I don't, I don't mean to be that way. It just, it's just what it is. This week, man, I. I um, I, I've gotten some. I've actually picked up like some gear. So now I'm like, I think I have five, six pieces of ancients now, which is, you know, whatever. But um, I'm about six ancients deep. I don't have any augments. Um, I've cleared like a ninety-five-ish area, which is, and I've cleared it easy. So I can definitely go. I could probably clear a hundred. Um, yeah, well, for, been... your, for your build it's never really about damage right it's really about survivability more so it's like you can put the damage down you can kill things oh yeah 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 yeah. It, the damage is yeah because, so um, like I, I'm playing a veer a veer archon so uh, basically um, I, I'm I got the chantotos right and what what that does is every time you hit you get a stack of Chantotos buff. And it stacks up to 20 times, and when you hit 20, it is ridiculous. The it, It's just a ton of... Um, I think it, it's a ton of damage. I, I don't I don't know the numbers. Uh, I bet Rona would. But, um, you know, 
so basically when you're an archon every time you get a stack of archon because of your six piece veers you get you get damage mitigation or toughness or whatever and you get more power and so my goal is to get the the chantoto stacks because you that does like a, a like an explosion the chantotos does and that it's, it's a lot of power and every time that explodes it's stacking more stacks and then you know you got like your left click which you're clicking as fast as you can and that's gaining more stacks you got your number one which you got your teleport so everything's giving you more stacks more stacks so i'm trying to get as close to 200 stacks of archon as possible you know if i get like 175 180 it's still okay as soon as you come out of archon you still keep them stacks for 20 seconds so you're keeping the toughness and the damage when you come out of archon as soon as you come out of Archon, you start throwing your magic missiles so that you can get your Chantotos. As soon as your Chantotos hits 20, your Archon should be cooled down. You can get back in Archon. And you take them stacks, because it hasn't been 20 seconds, you take them 180 stacks with you. And now they start stacking on top of the ones that, you, that you're going to get again. So now, you can, now you're like in the 300, you know, 400 range plus. Oh, so you can... You can get back into your archon cooldown is slow enough or is low enough that you can. Dang, I didn't know that. So how long are you normally out of archon? I mean, what are we talking? Not long. Ten seconds? Fifteen Not seconds? Long. Not long at all. It does. Um, I am attack speed cat because of fury. So I mean, I my missiles are hitting, and as soon as I get twenty stacks, I'm usually waiting because I usually got like a little smidgen because uh, Rona was saying uh, get fifty five percent cooldown. Because 55% cooldown will let you get back in, you know, fast. I think I got 48%. So if I had a little bit more cooldown, um, I probably... Because cool. sometimes, I'm like, when I get my 20 stacks, I'm waiting for, like, half second, a second, three quarters of a second before yeah, I can the, get back into Archon. It, but it's fast. The problem with that much cooldown, yeah, is that's probably another two cooldown rolls, which is a lot of rolls to go from 48 to 55 yeah, but I got a lot of vitality on my gear. So Does I that give you a cooldown? Or no, are you just no. Things you it, could get rid of? Um, I mean, they, they recommend you roll vitality because, you know, it, it you're squishy as... You, you know, you're squishy, brother. Yeah, vitality it, is the difference between getting one-shotted and not getting not one-shotted. One That's yeah, the easiest exactly. way to put it. Like, I mean, yeah. if you're getting one-shotted and, you know, you had that little bit extra health that would at least make sure you don't get one-shotted so anyway that's the thing with the wizard it's not as bad I'm, I'm, I think I'm way more frustrated with, with the witch doctor which I haven't played in like mm, a couple weeks and probably won't play for a while I'll probably put that on the shelf for a while because I have 4,000 plus hours on a witch doctor and I'm pretty dang good at a witch doctor. So for me to go in there and just get stomped, I don't feel like it's me. I feel like it's, you know, stuff you can't control in the game. You know what I mean? Like, if I die on my wizard, it doesn't make me as mad because it's like, okay, I'm not as good at, I'm not that good at a wizard. You know? 
Like, I'm like, mm. I mean, maybe, maybe in a in a in a multiplayer game where there's a bunch of freaking demon hunters and you know crusaders or whatever, and, and there's and you're charging through the area, and there's I can't even get into Archon because I have no stacks. I'm just yeah. Like, that's the one thing I've that's noticed. That's frustrating. Cause... That's frustrating. But I mean, like solo play. I mean, like you know when I'm playing by myself, I don't get mad about dying, and I really don't get that mad about the wizard because. When I'm playing that, when I'm playing that witch doctor, I think I'm way better than that, than to just get my face stomped in like that. You know, it, it feels like it feels like it's out of my control. So it's just, you know, there's nothing that can be done about it. That's what makes me mad. Yeah, and that's got to be more. I mean, there's got to be witch doctor builds that are well, less not. reliant. There's no witch doctor builds that are like less tanky because i will say that the one thing i've noticed with that wizard build you know the virchen toto is i was running with three wizards that all had that same build and yeah the start of the rift is yeah, just brutal like they can't do anything they're not doing anything so, yeah once you, know, you bro once i get once i get once i get into archon and i get stacks it's over you can forget about it because as long as i can get stacks as long as I can, as long as I can maintain, like it's that dance, you know. You're you're in Archon, you're out of Archon, you're in Archon, you're out of. Archon. It's it's almost like playing two characters, because it's completely different toolbar. You know, you can teleport like crazy in Archon. You know, you've seen me just, you know, you're just yeah, I mean, everywhere. That, that's the unique aspect too. There's yeah, no other it. class where you go into a different mode and your bar changes, right? That's the yeah. only class and the only ability that causes that. Because, yeah, I remember I've only ever played Wizard in a Challenge Rift. And, yeah, I've done Wizard Challenge Rifts where you go into Archon mode and I'm like, what's going on? I mean, <laughs> most, most of those times I have to have Rona help me because, like, I don't know what's going on and I'm just getting one shot. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to play this. I just want I just want my bag. <laughs> Give me yeah. the Challenge Rift bag. Rona, help me. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's like a... Um... It's it, it's unique right now because of Chantotos, right? Because you throw your black hole, and the and the black hole is it sucks everybody together, and it gives you more cold damage, which your Archon is like cold damage, so it makes your Archon more powerful. Get your stacks of Chantotos so that you can get your uh, Desecrate or whatever the hell it's called, you know, so that that way you got more power and. It's really not about the power. It's about getting that. I think it's point three or something for every stack. You get point three of toughness or something like that. I I don't know the numbers. Don't quote me on the numbers. You get more toughness. That's what I know. And well, once you get a, you know, once you get, you know, one hundred and fifty, two hundred stacks, it's it's really over because yeah, you're not too. gonna die unless you just do something stupid like stand in a giant explosion of like sixty dudes or something. Well, not 60, but you know what I mean. It, I have taken explosions to the face. Like, I've killed, like, like a big group of fat dudes and, like, exploded. And I had enough Archon stacks that I, I mean, it took me way down. I was like, whoo, oh, I don't need to do that again. Yeah, but, man, that sounds like you got a boon of the order and you're in a uh, gold uh, wrap. <laughs> it's, it's not that good, for sure. Although, it kind of, it kind of irks me that you can't run the, the gold wrap with Archon. Why is that? Because you have to have the Swami for the cube. 
have to. There's no way around that. And you have to have the belt to give you the stacks. Oh, uh, yeah. I have seen lots of talk about that belt and trying to get the right amount of stacks on the belt. Mm. Ooh, that is an annoying. I have a, a non-ancient, very horribly rolled Archon. I, I don't know the name of the belt. Sorry, guys. I'm not a, like, I don't main a wizard all the time. You know, when we talk about uh, witch doctors, I can just... I don't even got to look. I can just bam, bam, bam with the names of all the stuff. But the wizard, I'm not... Uh, I got a few hours on the wizard. It's... You know, it is what it is. I just don't know all the stuff. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, to make a long weekend game, right? It just... That's what I've been... That's what I've been... And it, it seems like a very it's been a long season, but that's because I have personal stuff going on. It's only been like what three or whatever how many ever weeks. It's only yeah. September sixteenth, so when the hell did we even start this thing? I don't remember. I know I was at the racetrack that weekend, so I didn't get to get to do the rush Friday night. Yeah. But yeah, it must have been three three, four weeks. I know it was in Atlanta. But yeah, yeah it, I mean it, it, it I think you made the right decision, right? Again, you know. It's at the end of the day we play this game for fun and if you're having more fun playing the wizard then play the wizard, you know, set your goals, achieve your goals, you know, adjust your goals if you need to. Right before I did the wizard I leveled the crusader because you know, the crusader. I know the crusader. But um I was just thinking, man, you know what? I need something fresh. And I haven't played wizard so i mean i played that uh meteor build which was fun but uh boy it ain't it ain't nothing like that archon that arc that veer's archon is the chantoto it's it's ridiculous (laughs) i would agree i i love i love playing with a wizard i mean i don't want to be a wizard but i will i always enjoy having a wizard in my party with me i like I like it because like you're teleporting around and you just, I just like I'm just like skipping from enemies to enemy, just like bam, 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 and it, everybody's getting blown away and they're all like their body parts going all over the screen and it's like, damn, bro, <laughs> it's it's almost like you teleport to an enemy and get killed immediately or you one shot them. It, it's it's either it's no like there's no like in between. Uh, Elite, you might have to hit them a couple of times, but yeah, you, you know, have... like just regular trash going from elite to elite. It's, it's like everything's dead in a wake of destruction as you just move to the next. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's kind of. I like it though. Yeah, I am super jealous that the wizard gets to that their teleport can get them up, you know, up walls and over walls and through walls, and it's like. You know, I mean, the demon hunter's fast, but a wizard that's moving oh. through walls is is fast. The other day, I was in a, a barracks area, and you know, like on a like let's say on a barbarian, you, you know, barbarians, right? Like like on a barbarian, you know, you got the leap, right? And you can jump over walls. Yeah, provided the door is open. Yes, <laughs> same thing with the wizard, provided <laughs> the door is open. But um, I was like in this little corner. And there was like a giant gap in the map, and then there was like another little corner, and I couldn't really see the two corners, and I actually made the jump on teleport from one corner to the other corner. I was like, whoa, I can't believe that worked. 
<laughs> it was a big gap. I mean, it was like I wouldn't even have tried it on a wizard, or I mean, on a like a barbarian or other character. I wouldn't have tried it. I've just been like, I couldn't believe it worked. I thought because I had it was like the barracks type map, and I went up, and it was like a dead end, and I was gonna have to go all the way back down, and you know what I mean? And I was like, ah, because I hate dead ends, and I was like. Uh, I'll try it, right? And I was like, whoop! And I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that worked! Like, Jesus Christ, what? don't nobody tell Blizzard that. That's, on the That's it. I mean, the, yeah. wiz the wizard is already too powerful. You're getting, oh. it's getting debuffed. No more jumping huge gaps. It was, no a, I'm telling you, it was a big gap. And do you know that map where there's like a bunch of trails and then there are stairs that go up to like another platform? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's the one that we I was discussing with Shazam this week where I was like, I couldn't describe it very well and he couldn't figure out. I was like, that's the one that everybody hates. Yeah, it's the one everybody that, hates. That's the one. The wizard. Oh, oh. it's I I don't even go up them stairs. No, I just... Yeah. I, just I just... I make it my own little... Don't follow me because yeah, it might work. <laughs> my Diablo actually has a weird issue where every now and again, like the the teleport pad in town, like goes all solid one color, and then like when I'm running that rift in particular, the stairs are invisible. So now I can't even see the stairs that I need to. So it's like you just have to, like you know they're there, but you can't. Card? Yeah, it's some kind of, and it's it's happened I think on multiple. Well, I think it's always been on the same graphics card, but I upgraded a lot of parts of my computer, and it's still. I mean, it rarely happens, but it did actually happen to me earlier today, where the weird graphics issue. And yeah, it's it's very limited things, but it's weird when the stairs are invisible. Well, since we're talking about weird things, let's talk about the party. I'll let you do the work. Yeah, so at some point this week, I mean, they, they normally do their maintenance stuff, it seems, late on, what, Sunday night or early Monday or early Tuesday? Tuesday. So I, I assume whenever they did some update, they, they, broke, they broke two things, actually. They broke the clan system to where people's clan tags were no longer showing up. And, you know, they gave us a little message when you were authenticating and logging into Diablo saying, hey, you know, we know, don't worry about it. But I know my clan has been kicking people and then re-adding them to get their clan tag back. And, I mean, it seems to be working. But the other issue was party. Anything having to do with the party system has been sketchy. Either getting people into the party, like leaving game and still being in the party. Um, party chat working for some, not working for others. I mean, it, it got, like, we were just, you know, we had four people, and then, I don't know what happened, but we all had to restart Diablo to get the four people back into a party that was working properly, and still, two people had party chat, two people didn't have chat. Now, we, if you do want to, say, share primals, or, you know, share items, or just talk, in Diablo does have what they call a conversation, and you can send invites to a conversation, and then have everybody in that conversation, so you so you're not using the party system it's more like you're using like a community or a clan chat essentially but it's called a conversation chat so there are still ways to communicate through text if some have party chat and some don't have party chat but you know blizzard's invite system and even you know the way the parties like even that can have issues depending on how messed up you know your login of of diablo is but most of it gets fixed if you just close diablo restart it and then try and get in and it, and it did today for the first time in like a week i was able to use party chat so it seems to be getting better 
Um, I haven't heard that they've completely fixed the clan issues yet, but I haven't seen any like official anything official from Blizzard about that or any blue notes or anything. But it's it's certainly a reality, and at least you know there's workarounds. And if if you want to get together, there are still ways to get together and and play. It's just yeah, it's, it's not as much of a yeah, party. The, it should the be. other day we were trying to invite you to our game, and everybody had to leave the game to get you to to get you invited. Like, yeah, I, I seem to be working gray. the most. It was just gray. Like, you couldn't even click on it. It was just like, I was like, I could um, I could request an invite to your game, but I could not I could not invite you to my party. Well, that was the other weird part. Like, you, you would send invites or request invites, and the person would never see them. Mm, so, yeah. like, even that, that communication was broken. But even, like, today, you know, Party Chat was working okay, but I was in a a three-person party. We had one guy back out, and then me and Lamnus started doing bounties. So I wanted to get another two guys in to help us. Well, it still showed the guy that left like in the party somehow. So it said we already had three. So I could only invite one other guy in, and then it's like the, there were clearly only three people in the party. But according to Diablo and the party, there were four people in there. So we couldn't get the fourth in there, which of course was annoying. You know, you're doing bounties. You want as many people as you can get. Um, I wonder if you were getting the experience for four people. That's a good question. If the multiplier was there. Yeah, like you know, have four people and then have everybody leave and just run like solo. I mean, so, it, solo it riffs with like. The, I mean, the people. biggest thing I, I notice is the health, you know, and how quickly I can like one shot things or or two shot things, and so yeah, it it felt to me like it was a four person. You know, a four-person set. Because there's a difference. There's a difference between a, a solo adventure and a four-player. Like, let's say ninety, for example, just to pull a number or a hundred, whatever you want to say. Yeah, so, yeah. You, can, you certainly start feeling it after, you know, especially when, yeah. It's like, or like, say you start bounties, and you know, you open up the public, and like everything's going, and then suddenly three guys hop in, and now like you're no longer one-shotting things you were one-shotting. So yeah, it's it's a big big difference in that, especially in that. GR seventy five to like I think each person adds twenty five percent, right? Yeah, it's not it's not yeah, it's not a straight multiplier, right? It's not like you add a second person and they all get twice the health, I think. It's twenty five percent health and damage. Yeah. They get the enemy gets twenty five percent more hit points and they do twenty five percent more damage to you. For each for each in for each person that adds to the group, so you know, two people it's fifty percent more, three people it's seventy five percent more. Well, three people would be a four person. Yeah, because at one, at two people it would be twenty five percent more. At three people it'd be fifty and then seventy five. So the max is seventy five percent more. You know what I mean? Yeah, which yeah. is one of the reasons why, yeah, you know, you see the, the four-man teams clearing the GR-150s, you know, it's it's because, yeah, it's not, there are advantages to being in a party because, yeah, it's, you're not, if you add a second person, it doesn't have twice the health, you know, it has an extra 25% health instead of an extra yeah, 100%. And you're doing 100% extra damage. Yeah. You have 100% of my abilities. Yeah, so there are, you know, that's... People and, that don't understand like and there's a lot all... of, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes good together. Yeah, I mean that you know when you're working in a team, 
trash killer, rift guardian killer. But yeah, it's like a lot of people don't understand. Well, that's fine. If you can only clear a 100 solo, that doesn't mean you can't roll in a 105 team or a 110 team and still provide, you know, provide some value. You know, it's, it's don't just because you've, you've only soloed something doesn't mean in a group that you can't go higher and don't be afraid of going higher. I mean, the other guys could care, could possibly carry you a little bit or your, your character might just be great at killing a Rift Guardian. And, and while you struggle to, to clear 100, your Rift Guard killing abilities is more on the level of a 110 or a 115. So, you know, yeah, play in groups and, you know, try and push, push, push GR sometimes. Don't just, you know, do those, the speed runs or the ones you're comfortable with, you know, try push and have some fun. By the way, since we got you um, on the show today, um, I figured we'd do another build breakdown because uh, the community's been asking us to do build breakdowns. I did one on the Witch Doctor a couple of shows ago, and uh, I figured I'd let you do a build breakdown. So if you want to get into it, I'll let yeah. you do it. For sure, yeah. I mean, I've any of the build breakdowns I've heard on any of the podcasts I've always enjoyed. It's even if you've never played that class or maybe you don't want to, it's still it's just interesting to figure out the different mechanics of the game of Diablo, right? So I'm gonna go over my current push build for this season, which was it's a build that was buffed last season specifically for the Legacy of Nightmare season. It is now a Legacy of Dreams build. It is the Demon Hunter, and they basically just call it Rapid Fire. It doesn't have all those cool names like Greed's Witch Doctor build. Like it's basically yeah, it just Rapid Fire. It's kind of like that actually, that actually annoys me quite a bit because it's like there's like twelve names attached to the damn thing now because you can't just call it a Carnival Witch Doctor anymore because no one knows what you're talking about because there's like thirteen different builds. Yeah, I I still prefer to yours is I would call it like a lot, you know dagger of darts build probably but i mean to me it's when i call the builds yeah it's either a set build so you'd mention the set first or it's a lot build and then normally the second word i think of is whatever the main damage dealer is whatever that skill is and which in this case it's rapid fire so rapid fire itself got essentially the or you know blizzard and the creators they wanted to make sure each class had a pretty good Legacy of Nightmares build for last season. They wanted people to play Legacy of Nightmares. They wanted us to see how great it was. And so they buffed, you know, certain classes and certain items. And Rapid Fire was one of the big buffs along with the Crusaders Blessed Shield build. So I I saw I watched a YouTube video of it last season. I think it was it was one of the, the top YouTube Witch Doctor guys. I think it's Wujito or Wujito or something. But he did like a one 125 clear, you know, fairly early, only like 1500 Paragon. Um, and I was like, man, that rapid fire build looks like exactly like the kind of build I like, right? It's not Demon Hunter, it's tanky. You just sit there and you deal your damage. Um, it's just like, yes, this is what I would like to try. And that was the sole reason that I ran Demon Hunter this season was I wanted to try it. Even though it was, it's no longer the Legacy of Nightmares, when they added the Lod Gem, I was like, all right, the build is still viable. You, know, you don't have to give up two rings. You only have to give up a gem. So we'll go over the build. So it is a lot build. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna want all your items to be ancients or primals. You know, you're gonna want your lot gem to be leveled up to 99. And we'll just start at the top. So the helmet you're gonna want to wear. There really aren't any other options. 
you're going to want the Visage of Goons. Its secondary is Vengeance Gains the Effect of the Darkheart Rune. So this is, you know, this is not a, a multi-shot build. This is a we are going to take damage and we are going to take a lot of damage. And we need every bit of damage reduction we can get. So that means we are going to need Darkheart. Darkheart is very simple. When you're in Vengeance, you get a 50% damage reduction. So we are going to be in Vengeance the entire time. That's actually a little bit of an issue with my current build. I actually fall out of Vengeance just a little bit. And in that little bit, you know, you can take a serious amount of damage when that that any of when any of your modifier, any of your damage reduction falls off. Like when I lose my unity, when I go into into groups, like any of that, you feel it. These these damage reduction things, you need all of them, and they all need to be working properly. So my current probably best in slot is actually gonna be Dex bit crit chance mine actually has rapid 15% rapid fire damage on it mine is actually primal right now from what I've read the the rapid fire damage that you can have on your boots or your helmet just doesn't really make a difference all the other modifiers that you're getting makes such a bigger difference the 30 stacks that you're getting from your uh, Wojani assaulter in the cube means that it's much better to have vitality on your helmet than to have the rapid fire damage again Vitality is what keeps you from getting one-shotted. So you need whatever amount of vitality for whatever GR you're running to where when you take that one big hit, you know, when a guy with a big club or a big hammer hits you, that you don't get one-shotted. So we'll move down to the chest piece. This is, this is rapid fire. It is a fire build. We are using the bombardment rune, which is the only rune option. Um, so... We're gonna want a cinder coat. We're gonna want that extra fire damage. Pretty much all your, all your lod builds, you're gonna want to stack elemental damage wherever you can. So in this instance, you're definitely gonna want your ideally 20% fire damage. Most likely, just go with Dex and Vit for your other two stats. The resource cost reduction doesn't matter when you are running the. What is it? I can't remember what skill is it. Oh yeah, it's your Sin Seeker. So when you're running your offhand, you're, you no longer have, it no longer has a cost. So when you fire up your rapid fire, there's an initial hatred cost, and then you're no longer using hatred. Whereas when you're channeling, normally you continue to use hatred. So resource cost doesn't matter. As soon as you hit that first rapid fire, you're going to go back up to full hatred, and you're going to have it the entire time. So we'll go to the shoulders. This is a channeling build, so there's only one option for the shoulders. That is Mantle of Channeling. Mantle of Channeling, while channeling Rapid Fire, you deal 25% increased damage and take 25% reduced damage. So, I mean, can you think of anything better, right? You're getting 25% more damage and you are taking 25% less damage. That is always going to be best in slot. There's really only... There aren't really any options on this. You're going to want Dex, Fit, Area Damage, and Cooldown. Now, you could... Area Damage is one of those things where... When you're getting higher in the GRs, it's going to make a big difference. You're going to want to try and get closer to 100% area damage through all your rolls. But you know, if you need, if you're dying because you're getting a lot of ground effects, or you're getting hit with like an ice beam, or anything where some extra elemental resistance would work, you could certainly swap out the area damage for all resist. We'll move over to the amulet. There are multiple options here. The top three are going to be the Flavor of Time, which is new for this season, which means you get twice as long for your for your um, pylons. 
So that the top demon hunters right now running rapid fire are all running that. I don't currently have a good one, so I'm not running it. The second choice is probably going to be a good hellfire. There are there's five, probably only five passives that you really want to run. So having that fifth one and not having to sacrifice it, and I'll go over the passives later, would certainly be an advantage. Um, I am currently running an Essa Johan, so I like running the Templar. I've taken my Essa Johan off the Templar, and I'm running it on myself. Rapid Fire is doing a grenade's damage, and with the belt, our grenades are bouncing around a lot. So we want enemies as close to us as possible, and we just want to throw the grenades right on us. So grenades are just exploding all around us. We have enemies all around us, and we want them as tightly packed as we can so that all those bounces are damaging multiple enemies. So this works really well. I have a really nice primal one. Um, what you're gonna you're gonna want on this one is probably elemental damage, crit damage, crit chance. Um, the other option is you've got to find at least three cooldown rolls. Some guys are running with four cooldown rolls, so mine is actually crit crit cooldown. So that would be the other option if you don't if you don't have an elemental rolled one. And the, the other issue that you have with these builds is you're stacking a lot of elemental damage. So my build right now has 78% elemental damage. So adding that next 20% isn't really 20%. So you could certainly sacrifice an elemental roll on your amulet because you have it on your pants, your chest, your bracers, so and your gloves. So we'll go to the next item. The next item, of course, is Mage Fist. It is a fire build. Anytime you're running a fire build, you're probably going to have a Cinder Coat, and you're probably going to have a Mage Fist. One of the reasons we run the fire runes are because those two things exist, and they don't exist for other elements. There are, there are a few items for other elements that give you buffs, but fire by far has the best buffs. So I'm running a Primal Mage Fist, which your, your top options are probably going to be... <sighs> I mean, Dex cooldown crit crit is probably top. Um, you could certainly switch it for attack. I mean, you could get a four as well. You could roll. I think you can roll area damage here. You can roll attack speed. So there's a lot of options. The two that, in my mind, are not optional are going to be the two crits. You got to have the crit damage. You got to have the crit chance. Um, and then the other ones. So mine is Dex. Mine actually has all resist on it right now, which is fine. Again, you've got to have some level of all resist to where you're not just going to die to ground effects like poison on the ground, fire on the ground, desecrator, an ice, you know, whatever that ice beam is that comes down right on you. So you've got to have enough to survive that with so combining your elemental damage reduction from your all resist and your normal damage reduction. So we'll move over to the bracers. This really isn't optional either. Pretty much everybody runs the Nemesis Bracers. We can't, unfortunately, we can't use the Wraps of Clarity. Because we're channeling, we don't have any option to proc that. There's nothing we can do that's going to proc that that wouldn't upset our channeling. Um, so we're, we're, you know, I mean, that would be a great damage reduction to add to this build. But, you know, when you're pushing the high GRs, Nemesis Bracers, a lot of the times come out on top, even over you know, something that's reducing damage. Strong so, arms. yeah, I mean, Strong Arms would be another one. Ancient Parthen Defenders would be, those are the three universals, right? So Ancient Parthen Defenders is going to do a damage reduction based off of um, enemies that are, like, stunned. And then, you know, you're, you're strong. Well, no, that Strong Arm Embracers is stunned. Ancient Parthen is, what is it? It's something weird. There's very few things that can proc Ancient Parthen Defenders. 
you can actually proc it with your uh, Fana Knives as a Demon Hunter. So there are ways to proc it. So I've thought about trying Ancient Parthen Defenders as something different isn't to that, maybe uh, try. Isn't that the one that's like so many enemies? Yeah, you get a damage reduction for every enemy that is like... It's not stunned, it's something. I Let me pull it. Actually, let me get it real quick. That's it's bothering me. Each stun, yeah, it is stunned. So each stunned enemy within 25 yards reduces your damage taken by 12%. So think about that. If you stun five enemies, you're getting 60% damage reduction. And your blade of knives throws knives out in a spiral around you within 20 yards. So essentially, your blade of knives is going out within that 20 that 20 yards, and it's going to hit every enemy. So you can certainly proc and get a lot of damage reduction from a set of Ancient Parthen Defenders should you need more damage reduction and you didn't want to run the Nemesis Bracers. And then this one's pretty pretty much everybody's going to run fire damage, dex, vit, crit chance. You're going to want that crit chance maxed out at 6%. This is another one where if you don't need the vitality and you need more all resist, you could certainly swap the vitality out for all resist. Or if you need the vitality and you need the all resist, you know, and you've got augments. You know, go ahead and swap the decks out. There, this, those two, the decks and the vitality can certainly be swapped out for all resist if you need it, and you find yourself dying to elemental effects. So we'll go down to the belt. This is not optional. This is the Hellcat Waste Guard. The secondary on it is grenades have a chance to bounce three to five times, dealing an additional 50% damage on each bounce. This bonus is increased to 800% on the final bounce. So you're getting an 800% damage increase, and you're getting additional damage from the bounces from your grenades. And this one is actually debatable. There are some people's thoughts that want that 800% to hit as soon as possible, so they will roll with a three bounce. But a primal version and the majority of players roll with a five bounce, because you're not worried about getting that. You just want that damage over time. Like we're not going to one-shot things. You know, when you're running high GRs, you just want you want as many bounces and you want as many chances to jam damage as possible. But you know, these bounces are random, so you know, theoretically, these grenades can bounce anywhere. I mean, that's again why you want to tightly pack the enemies and you want your grenades bouncing around right by you, ideally, so that they're not going off and then that final 800% is like not even hitting an enemy. So the biggest, as many enemies as you can get around you so that those you're guaranteed that these grenades are doing damage and you definitely got to have the Hellcat Waste Guard. So we'll go down to the pants. You know, as we talked earlier, this is why, why Witch Doctors currently exist. You got to have oh, the Swampland Waiters. Swampland Waiters are pretty much mandatory for every Legacy of Nightmares, Legacy of Dreams build. They are the only pants in slot that can get you elemental damage and there are no other pants for this build that help. There are some good pants that do help for some other builds. There's pants like Depth Diggers, um, primarily Depth Diggers, but there are a few other that do work in other builds where you're not running a set, but pretty much it's Swampland Waiters or you're wearing, running a set pair of pants. And I, I think that it's hilarious that every class in the game wants the Swampland Waiters except for the Witch Doctor. So I thought you don't run those on. Oh, that's because you need the other pair of pants, right? The so you can't even run them. for the for yeah. the uh, primary skills do 100 percent more damage. Yeah, so that that's like the one. So literally, case. they're the only ones that can get them. They're the only ones that don't use them. <laughs> yeah, and is the case with pretty much every pair of pants. You're gonna want main stat, ideally vitality, 
and then either all resist or armor, depending on whether you're an intelligence-based class or an other base class. So in my instance, mine are fire skills do 20%, intelligence, vitality, and all resist. And you can re-roll these on your main character once you get them from the Witch Doctor, but you cannot, you can't just roll main stat on them. So they will, when you're re-rolling them, they will always roll with intelligence. You can't just like, oh, I'm going to take it on and it knows that you're a dexterity or a strength-based class. That's not going to happen. When you re-roll them in the cube, they're always going to roll intelligence. And there's nothing you can do about that. So, you know, if you can if you can get it, the perfect roll is going to be fire, main stat, vitality, all resist. That's pretty rare. Um, and again, the intelligence, just because it's not your main stat, the intelligence still applies as all resist at the end of the day. So you're getting, you know, you're getting all resist from the gems in the pants. You're getting all resist because you rolled it on it. And then you're getting extra all resist from the intelligence. So we'll head down to the boots. This, this is another place where, I mean, Pretty much all the Lod and Lawn builds are all running the illusory boots. Um, you know, I mean, if you don't have a good pair, you can certainly wear something else. I mean, it they you can only get illusory boots from bounty caches, so just that makes them more difficult than regular. You can't go to Kadala and get them. You can't, you know, you just get them doing a rift. You have to do bounty caches to get them. Sometimes getting a good ancient pair is tough. You can ask Shazam from last season. So if you have another pair that's rolled with main stat, vitality, all resist, and then probably main damage, in this case it's rapid fire damage, but again, this is an instance where that 15% that rapid fire damage roll isn't it's probably like 1%. Like it's not a significant amount of damage in that if you wanted to switch it to armor or life per second, you know, you can certainly swap those. So this is the mandatories are Dex, Fit, and All Resist. Whatever's in that four slot doesn't really matter at the end of the day, especially if you're, you know, you're maxing out and you're pushing high GRs. So we'll go back to the ring slots. There's only three rings. None of them are really optional for this build. It's going to be a Unity, Convention of Elements, and an Elusive Ring. The Convention of Elements and the Elusive Ring are both going to roll the same. You know, they can roll anything you know, main stat and then whatever else. You're you're probably gonna cube whichever one is worse. You know, the the elusive ring maxes out at sixty percent damage reduction. The conventional elements maxes out at two hundred percent damage. So whichever one is better, you're gonna wanna run that one. Ideally, this is a place where you can get those cooldown rolls. So you you can get cooldown rolls on your gloves, on your shoulders, on your amulet, on your two rings, and on your offhand. So again, you're going to need three or four rolls. So this would be a great place to get crit crit cooldown. Um, crit crit damage works good. You know, crit crit attack speed, crit crit area damage, anything that's crit crit and something. And I mean, if that something is main stat, that's fine. But you're going to want that six percent crit chance. You're going to want that fifty percent crit damage on those two rings. Now the unity is unique. The unity is unique because it rolls with something that you can't get on other rings. So ideally you're going to want to roll with a unity not in the cube and on you so that you can get the increases damage against elites by up to 15%. So that's something that, you know, you can't just get rolled on a ring on any other ring. It's unique. It's good. So ideally it's unity and then convention or elusive in the other slot and then whichever other one in your cube. 
So we'll go to the weapon. The weapon is not optional. It has to be. Well, I shouldn't say that. You could actually, you know, every build I've seen runs the Dawn as the main weapon um, and runs the Wojani Assaulter in the cube. Technically, you could run either of them. You know, it doesn't stop you from doing anything. I believe the ish the reason we run the Dawn is because it's a one hand with a high attacks per second. So the attacks per second matters. So, uh, you know, ideally you're going to want throw the Wajani in the cube and run a, a Dawn. The Dawn secondary is reduces the cooldown of Vengeance by, I think it's 50, yeah, 50 to 65%. So that's a pretty big, that's a 15% roll. But this is very important. The difference, so Vengeance has a 90 second cooldown, right? So if you think about that, a 10% difference is nine seconds. So if you have a 65% or you have a 55%, which is not even the bottom, that's, you know, that's a 55% roll, that's nine seconds that you are out of Vengeance. That is nine seconds that you are dead. Yeah, so, so nine seconds is, a, is an eternity out of Yeah, so this, this is more important than your cooldown rolls. This is you have to have one that is probably 63 to 65 percent. The top guys that I've seen all have 64s or 65s. Um, it's really not optional. If you have if you have one that has that high roll, but you like you have another one that's like it's it's got the perfect damage roll and it's it's super awesome, but it's a 50 percent. No, you are you cannot run that one. You are going to need so many rolls of cooldown to try and stay in vengeance. And when you're not in vengeance, you're dead when you're pushing. So you gotta have you really want a 65 percenter. Um, your perfect rolls on it are going to be damage, attack speed, cooldown. So you want a really high damage roll. You want that 10 percent damage. You want that 7 percent attack speed, and you want that 10 percent cooldown. And that's mostly because. This is the only item where you can get the 10% cooldown. You know, all your other items are 8% Eight. cooldown. So that's why people put, spend the, you know, spend the thing or spend that very valuable location for cooldown. Now, you know, those are the top three area damage. Again, if when you're really maximizing this build, you're going to want your area damage up close to 100%. So you can get 24% area damage on your weapon. So... That would certainly, you know, if you can't get one of those or if you have one that rolled with area damage, don't roll it off. You know, keep that area damage, roll something else. That's that's the perfect dawn. So we'll go over to the Sin Seekers. So this is an offhand. These, you know, can roll quite a few things. Um, I was lucky enough that my level 70 GR clear solo was a primal Sin Seekers that has rolled perfectly. So I am super happy. Sin Seekers has a damage roll for rapid fire so you're going to want to get it as close to 300 percent for your secondary and then ideally you're going to want it to roll dexterity attack speed crit chance area damage um and then again this is a location where you could get cooldown um that's probably the only other thing you're going to want is probably you know if you don't have area damage if you can get cooldown that's fine um, but again, that's another location. You want three to four rolls of cooldown wherever you can get them. Um, I think the number, the number with dawn and cooldown is something like 37%. If you have a 65% dawn, you need 37% cooldown, which for most builds doesn't sound like a lot. My build has 38.6%. 
but I'm actually on a 63% Dawn, so I do fall out of Vengeance for just a little bit. And it is, I feel it, like, I'm, you know, the health globe will start going down as soon as I fall out, and then I gotta get in it as soon as possible. So that's all the gear for the build. Um, the gems here are, they're really not optional. Um, everybody I've seen is running them. Last season, when we didn't need to run the Law Gem, it would for sure be the Pain Enhancer. The Pain Enhancer would replace the Law Gem, but with with having to run the Law Gem, it's going to be Bane of the Stricken and Bane of the Trapped when you're pushing. So when you need those Stricken stacks, when you're pushing high GRs and the Rift Guardian is taking a minute to kill, you got to have a Stricken. If you're pushing lower and you want to switch to a Pain Enhancer, that would probably, you'd swap the Stricken for a Pain Enhancer. You have plenty of things that are going to proc your Bane of the Trapped, and Bane of the Trapped is by far the best damage-dealing gem in the game. Pretty much every build uses one that can proc it, so that one's really not optional. Um, we'll go to the cube. The cube is is also not, you know, none of these items are really optional as far as the build. you got to have the Wajani Assaulter or the Dawn. Wajani Assaulter, and this is the key to really doing the big damage. Rapid Fire increasingly deals 100% damage while channeling. Stacks up to 30 times. So what you're going to do is you're going to count, you're going to find a good group of enemies. You're going to stop and you're going to start channeling. And as soon as you start channeling, your stacks are going to go up. It takes probably five seconds to go from no stacks to 30 stacks while you're channeling. And then once you're up at 30, you're going to want to keep it there. Now, you know, if, if somebody big is about to hit you, if two enemies are exploding at the same time, you know, if a big mallet lord is about to hit you, sure, you're going to have to move and you're going to have to restart your stacks. But the reason why we don't move is because we want to keep those 30 stacks up so we're doing that 3,000% damage, right? Um, the other thing, or the next thing in the cube is the armor. It's got to be the Achilla Karas. Um, we are not spending any resource except for that initial hit of rapid fire so you will always be above 90% primary resource to get that 50% damage reduction again this is a damage reduction build we need it as many places as we can get it and we need them working all the time the next item is the unity so again this is a build that works much better solo when you're not going solo and you ditch the unity my recommendation would be a stone of jordan so you could swap out your unity for a stone of jordan um, or if you're running your unity in the cube, you could then just swap it to like a flavor of time or something else that will give you an advantage because you're losing that damage reduction. And what you really want, if you are running in groups, you're probably going to want to get that damage reduction back, especially if you're pushing high GRs. And that means you're going to want a barbarian that's giving you ignore pain or a monk that is giving you, you know, the, the three mantras and throwing down whatever that cool circle is on the ground that I can never remember what the name of is. But when you stand in it, you're basically invincible. So you, what you're going to want to do is you don't move. So you need to make sure that your monk knows that he needs to throw one of them down under your feet and keep throwing it down under your feet so that you don't die. So you're getting that extra damage reduction that you're losing from your unity. So we'll go through the skills. On my left mouse button, I run rapid fire. So that's the key to the build. We're going to want the Bombardment Fire Rune. Rapid Fire costs 20 Hatred initially and an additional 6 Hatred while channeling. That additional 6 Hatred is gone thanks to our Sin Seekers. And then it says Rapidly Fire Grenades that explode for 599%. Uh, I don't know why that's not 600%. 
but it's 599% to, as fire to all enemies within a 9 yard radius. So this is this is a grenades build. This is where you get your grenades from. Um, on my and these skills can vary. I can I can go over some of the the differences. But the build I'm running right now on my right mouse button, I run Caltrops bait the trap. So this you lay a trap of Caltrops on the ground that activates when an enemy approaches. Once sprung, the Caltrops slow the movement of enemies within 12 yards by 60%. So that slowing of the enemies is going to proc your bane of the trap but that's not the only reason the main reason we run it is because when you're standing in the trap you get an additional 10 percent crit chance so we're, we're i mean there are other things that proc bane of the trap so this is not the sole reason we mostly run this as a pure damage damage dealer getting that 10 percent crit chance because we're always going to be standing in the trap because again we don't move so just as you're standing there channeling your skills and throwing out your grenade you just pop that pop that caltrops you know every six seconds and it only costs six discipline it's your sole discipline spender it's the only thing that's going to spend any of it so you know when you're up to full discipline just drop another trap down you know when you see your that it's that it's gone off the screen pop another trap down on my first button i like running smokescreen vanishing powder so this has a six second cooldown and what you do is vanish behind a wall of smoke becoming momentarily invisible for one second the reason that we run this is to proc. Let's see, what is that proc? Oh, proc our elusive ring. So elusive ring is after casting shadow power, smoke screen, or vault takes 60% reduced damage for eight seconds. So we're not using shadow power. We're using smoke screen, and we're not vaulting. Again, vaulting. You know, most of your builds that run the elusive ring, you're probably proccing it with vault. But again, we have to stand still and channel, so we don't get a chance to vault. So that's how we do it. You know, this this rune makes it to where um, it just takes a cooldown. So literally, like you're you're just popping that. I mean, you do get that one second of, of being invisible, but you're you're mostly just proccing it. So you, every six seconds, you're you're reprocking your elusive ring and you're getting your damage reduction. On my second button, it's Fan of Knives Bladed Armor. This is probably the best defensive um, skill that we have. So this has a 10 second cooldown. Um, you know we're rocking 38% cooldown reduction. So this is really a what 6.2 second cooldown. So it says we throw out knives and a spiral around you, dealing 600 620% weapon damage. Just cold. None of that matters. We're not using this to do any damage. Your knives will also slow the movement of enemies by 60% for one second. So what are we doing? We are now proccing every enemy within 20 yards for our Bane of the Traps. And then why we run this for defense is you also gain 40% additional armor for six seconds. So we're popping this and you know every six seconds we're repopping it essentially. So we're, we're always gonna have 40% additional armor getting more damage reduction. On my third button, I'm running the Wolf Companion. This is one of those ones that you certainly optional. You can certainly swap it out. You could swap it for a vault. The down, one of the downsides of this build is it's slow. You know we, you, you know you're not you're not vaulting everywhere like with a multi shot or even with necessarily with a shadow impale. So if you wanted to swap out this wolf for a vault because you just you want to go faster and you you're tired of just having to run around without vaulting, you can certainly do it. The the main reason we run this one and and there are other companions. You know you, it doesn't necessarily have to run the wolf, but most people run the wolf purely for the fact that we are getting 15% increased damage for 10 seconds. So it has a 30 second cooldown. 
You get 15% increased damage. It's just a straight damage buff for 10 seconds. Um, so it's basically half the time it'll be up. Just giving you 15% damage. So if you want to swap that out for something, feel free to. The fourth skill is Vengeance. Um, this is certainly not optional. You have to run the side cannons rune. That The side cannons rune is what keeps us alive. This is Without this, the build does not work. So Vengeance has a 90 second cooldown. You know, you turn into the physical embodiment of Vengeance for 20 seconds. So, um, so you got to find 70 seconds of cooldown, essentially, to have this up all the time. That's where the Dawn comes into play. That's where your additional cooldown comes into play. So with the side cannons rune, we gain two additional piercing cannon shots that deal weapon 225% weapon damage. We don't care about that on every attack. The main thing is that they heal you for 3% of maximum life per enemy hit. So you're hitting 10 enemies, you're getting 30% of your maximum life back. That is a huge heal. That is, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if there's anything else in the game that gives a heal potentially that high. And just think, if you have enemies all around you and you are spinning around hitting them with these side cannons, you are you are every you know every time they hit, you are getting a ton of life back. So as long as you're not getting one-shotted, your health globe is gonna shoot right back up after taking any damage. And then obviously with vengeance, you also get the 40% increased damage. So vengeance is both a healer, a damage reducer with the visage of goons, giving us the dark heart rune, and then it's also a damage dealer in just yeah. in just default vengeance. So vengeance is a great thing, you know, again, all your Almost all your characters have something similar to Vengeance. You've got Wrath of the Berserker with the Barbarian. You have Akarat's Champion with the Crusader. You know These are skills that almost all builds are going to use or find a way to use because they are such a huge buff when you're in them. And to be able to stay in them the entire rift is just completely awesome. So the Carnival Witch Doctor has uh, a simplistic strength, a uh, gem, and... That's the reason why we wear the pants, because uh, it makes your ability hit 100% harder. Your poison dart, which makes your fetishes poison darts hit 100%, and the simplistic strength, which ties into that, heals you for four, 3%, 4% of your max vitality. So it's basically the same thing. So um, any character that shoots or hits with the primary skill can use that so yeah and i mean if you can it, you know if you can give up or you know if you can give up another a damage dealing gem to pick up a gem like that then yeah it, well, it's, it's also damage dealing because it, it the the main part of that gem is like you know gives you so much more percent per for your primary and the secondary is the healing yeah you're, you're 25 but anyway I was just going to mention, because you were like, oh, I don't think anybody else has anything like that. Yeah, everybody does, actually. Well, as long as you're using I'm, a primary. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> as far as a, a rune on a skill. But yeah, I mean, when you think back to builds, one of the things that I, I don't think it's covered enough in a build, and, and a lot of times, and, I, and I've even had to ask the question, like, when I played Blessed Shield Crusader last season, I was like, listen, like, I'm looking at this build. Where do we get the Where do we get the healing from? Like, I'm used to builds where you're getting life per fury spent, or there's some huge multiplier some that, is, that is giving you a big bonus. And some of them, though, just come down to simple life per hit, and you've got to have some minimum level of life per hit. So with Busted Shield last season, like, you really needed, 
you know, you needed your 8,000 from Paragon, and then you really needed a roll on your weapon. Because a roll on your weapon or your amulet is like 20,000 something life per hit. And so, like, you know, you have to get cooling, you have to get healing from somewhere. A build will not last and it will not survive if you don't get healing from somewhere because you've got to have a way, even if you don't get one shotted, if you don't have a way to recover from not getting one shotted, you're just going to die to the next shot. So, like, all builds have to have it, and it's something that I think doesn't get discussed enough is how does this build help me stay alive? And it can be a passive, it could be a gem, as Greed mentioned, it can be life per fury spent or life per whatever, you know, whatever your, I don't know what they call it, yeah, whatever your resource is or life per hit are your main main ones. So we'll go over the passives again. I said there was five of them. The, these are the ones that are not optional, these first three. So Cold the Weak, increased damage against slowed or chilled enemies by 20%. So this is just like trapped, basically. This is a straight 20% addition onto your trapped. We are definitely slowing every enemy that we are attacking, so this will work well. Numbing traps, enemies you slow. So once again, slow, chill, or hit with a fan of knives, spike trap, caltrops, grenades. So I mean, all these, like, well, I mean, we're, we're doing all of them. We're slowing them. We are fan of knives in them. We are caltrops in them. We are grenades in them. So, I mean, they're all, they're all, all the stuff. They're all getting hit and at the end what it says is they have their damage reduced by 25% for 5 seconds. So, each enemy that we hit with these, they are going to take 25% more damage. So, another huge damage buff. Again, most of your passives when you're doing a push build are going to be damage dealers. It's not often that they're going to be defensive you just you can't afford you know when you're pushing grs in every gr level they're getting 17 percent more health well that means you better be doing 17 percent more damage so these they're almost always going to be offensive so the third one that you got to have is grenadier this is a grenades build rapid fire bombardment throws grenades increase the damage of grenades by 10 percent increase the explosion size of grenades by 20 percent so 10 percent damage buff and then we are now hitting more enemies with our grenades. So it's kind of like an area damage type buff. So the, the last two that are optional, you're, you're either going to want to go with awareness, which awareness is your cheat death. It's no different than any other class. They all have a cheat death. This one is, you know, nothing special. You know, you vanish for two seconds and regenerate 50% of your maximum life. You get it once every 60 seconds. If you're not going to, you're not planning on dying and you think you can not worry about that, um, again, this is the downside of this build is we're sitting there taking damage. So, I mean, you could certainly just be sitting there and then proc, and ideally this will still keep you alive. And you, so, I mean, I, I prefer to run the awareness, but the other one is ambush. Ambush is one of our very good passives. You can run ambush on any Demon Hunter build. Ambushes, you deal 40% damage, additional damage to enemies above 75% health. So... When you're running like multi-shot and you're this is like a rune that when you want to one-shot things because every time you hit that enemy the first time they're going to be above 75 percent health and you're going to deal an additional 40 percent damage now it still helps in pushing grs because again everybody has a ton of health and you're going to get this buff on more than one hit you're going to get it on a bunch of hits so it is still a huge damage buff and this is the one where again if you're running a hellfire you're going to want both ambush and awareness um and use all five and that's last season it was it was hellfires that dominated you know the top rapid fire demon hunters were all running hellfires 
Um, this season, with the addition of the Flavor of Time, the top guys are running the Flavor of Time because when you're pushing those GRs, the locations of your pylons matter, and fully utilizing your pylons is the difference between clearing a high-level GR or not clearing a high-level GR. So it, it, I can certainly, you know, when I'm pushing at the end of the season, I will probably have a Flavor of Time on. I'm enjoying my SEO hand right now. Um, so that's the build. We'll, the way you use it is, is very simple. So you run into the rift. You, you want to find a good amount of enemies, right? Like, don't just stop on the first enemies. We're not killing all the enemies. You have S.A. Johan, so you are going to pull some enemies towards you. But just find a good amount of enemies and then just stop. And as soon as you stop, fire up your rapid fire. Um, I actually have my force stop on my space bar. So I will hold down my mouse button, hold down my space bar. I'm not moving. I'm keeping my 30 stacks, I'm channeling, I'm throwing grenades everywhere, I'm dropping a trap down, and then I'm popping all my cooldowns. Everything else is a cooldown. You know, all four items are all cooldowns, just pop them when they come up, you know? Keep popping them. If you want to put them on, on Numlock, put them on Numlock. You know, whatever you need to do to pop them, but, you know, your only, your only spender is your Caltrops, and it's only spending your Discipline, not your Hatred. So just drop that down whenever you see it go away. That's all you got to do. You're holding the mouse button. You're holding whatever your force stop is. You're throwing grenades. And as soon as everything's dead, you roll out. You know, you just find the next set of enemies. You stop. You find a good location. And, and you'll find, you know, you know, you're fighting some elites. And maybe it's one of those elites. It's bats or something where they're moving around. And maybe, you know, you can throw the grenades pretty far. Um, it's more advantageous to be right next to them and throwing the grenades. But... Sometimes it's better to stay there and keep your 30 stacks and just keep throwing grenades wherever you need to throw them. But other times, you know, pick up and move. You know, if, if you are taking too much damage, don't be afraid to pick up, move, set back down, get your 30 stacks back up, start doing your damage again. Um, that's something that'll just come with time from running the build. I'm getting better at it. Um, another thing is it's a build where you want trash. We are going to kill trash while we are killing the elites. We are not... You know, it's not a it's not an invoker build. We're not just single target damage. So if you know if you're fighting a tough elite, you know, and it's a juggernaut, a yellow juggernaut, and you know he's you've only got him down like half health or like three quarters health, and you have no more trash. If you have no trash, pull him to some trash. Go find some trash because you want to be getting the progression from killing the trash while you are killing the elite. If you were just sitting there throwing grenades at a single target, you know the clock's just ticking. You know, you, you've got to, and, and sometimes, you know, if you get a bad elite, you know, if you get a juggernaut and you're just not doing enough damage to them, just move on, you know, but you got to make that decision early and don't just, you know, if you get them down to 50% or you get them down to 25% health, get those globes out of them. You got to kill him. But yeah, it's, it's a pull build. You know, you want, if, if you could get three sets of elites all in one area with trash, now you're talking like that's clear. That's, that's getting you that GDR clear, like multiple sets of elites. That's again where, where the Nemesis Bracers help because you know you find an elite near a pylon or you drag an elite to a pylon, you hit that pylon, now you've got two sets of elites and you and you've got whatever the advantage of the pylon is, which this one, you know, channeling doesn't really do anything for us. Power works good, um, conduit works good, you know, we're not a D, a UE multi shot, so we're we're sitting right next to the enemy, so conduit works great. Um, yeah, speed works great. Wouldn't channeling give you the ability to bolt like crazy? We don't vault, right? I mean, I my build doesn't use vault. Now, you could certainly run a build. I mean, you don't have to worry about your vengeance then, but again, your vengeance should always be coming 
you know, you should be staying in it. So okay, yeah, my if, bad. I if you swap, yeah, if you swapped in vault, then that would certainly help. But yeah, I mean, speed works great. That's another thing. Attack speed works great. Attack speed means you're throwing more grenades quicker. So even though it's a channeling build, attack speed does matter, and that's where we ran the pain enhancer last season, where you would get a ton of enemies, a ton of stacks of pain enhancer, and your attack speed goes through the roof, and you the grenades are just going crazy you can't even tell what's going on so yeah i mean speed helps um and that's again where running that pain enhancer if you want to get rid of your you know your bane of the stricken um is certainly an option to, to get that extra attack speed to throw out more grenades so we use four of the five four of the three pylons or four of the five pylons right shield what shield speed power conduit and then it's just channeling that doesn't necessarily do anything for us in this build but this i anticipate this being the top demon hunter build it is currently the <laughs> top demon hunter build um it is different than all other demon hunter builds i love playing it the more i play it the more i like it the more the more main stat i'm getting the better it plays because you're doing more damage but you're also getting that extra damage reduction and the damage reduction makes the difference that's what makes this build work if you don't have enough you know, you're going to have a bad time because you're not going to be able to stand there and stay channeling and doing your damage without not, you know, without, without, yeah, not taking enough damage that you're going to end up dying. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's one where you're going to want augments, you know, you're going to want Paragon and, and it's just going to continue getting better um, as it goes on because it is so damage reduction. You know, we are taking the damage. There's no other, there's no option. You will take damage it's not avoidable and you need to be able to reduce it as much as possible and the extra main stat is, is a big aspect in that but that is the the demon hunter rapid fire build nice brother whoo man that thing it, i mean i was so close to running a demon hunter but they had that stupid echoing fury and i was like Ooh, echoing fury if I had Echoing Fury with this build right here, I was playing a long carnival at the time. That reminds me, the number one thing that I hate that I've learned about being a Demon Hunter this season because it's the first time I've ever played Demon Hunter, only ever played Barb, Crusader, and a very little bit of Monk, is that a freaking Demon Hunter cannot use a Furnace. <laughs> it's not, like, you can add it to the cube, but it is not an option for a Demon Hunter in the cube, which, to me, is, like, crazy. I mean, that's a simple one. I mean, who doesn't want 50% more damage against elites? Like, why is that not an option? Like, I don't Bro, have to hold it. You have 50% more damage against everything because you get double the the thing, right? You get double damage. Double damage from what? From any enemy that's, like... Don't you have, like, something that's, like... Don't, it, it, once the enemy gets down to enough health, you start doing double damage? No. There's nothing like that in the build. Yeah, there is. Maybe not rapid fire, but... Um, oh yeah, I mean there might be for something else. Uh, the unhollowed essence, right? That's the big deal. Once you get it down below seventy-five percent, you start doing double damage. Well, no, that's that passive where if they're above seventy-five percent, you do forty percent additional. There's that too. So you take that passive and the other thing. So the first twenty-five percent, you're doing forty percent more damage, and then you're doing double damage the rest of the way. Yeah, well. Trust me. It's it's a thing for for unhallowed essence. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. For speed runs. 
Yeah. I just, know, I couldn't I could never see myself like. It's hard to push on push uh, pushing on, with it on hollowed. It's hard I, to push. I think I mean I I have some buddies I think on my friends list that have done it already done one tens with it. So I mean it yeah. it is possible. But, but it's hard. But yeah, it just it doesn't at the end of the day it just doesn't it doesn't do enough damage and it doesn't do it fast enough. It's great for one-shotting things, and like I said, I use that build up to GR90s, and up to GR90s, you will one-shot most things. You know, you'll have to hit elites a few times, but that trash just gets one-shotted, especially when you're running the uh, what's that gem that does the distance based off or the damage based off distance? Zyz. Yeah, Zyz. So if you got your Zyz, you know, up over 100, you know, you're getting over 50% damage from attacking for at range, and like, some, you know, you don't even want to see the enemies. So. It is fun. That's that is one of the advantages of, of running the Demon Hunter is that I can run that build for you know, running keys or doing bounties or anything else and then when it's time to push I swap to my rapid fire. Well hey brother, um I was gonna do all the normal stuff, uh, but since we had a special guest today and we did an extra build breakdown, uh we went just a little we went just a little long. So um I guess I'll just talk about Jen's Lore Corner real quick. His man, uh, Jen's awesome. I don't want to leave her out of the show. And, uh, you know, guys, just seriously, just go to bookofjen.net. You've heard me say it like every episode. Just go there because she has, uh, she'll tell you all the lore uh, based uh, stuff for, uh, you know, all, all the good stories. So just go there. It's uh, she's got blogs, other things, um, a little admin for the show. Uh, you know, you know, give us emails and, and money. Uh, if, if it's on the on the ladder, we love money. I love a lot of large amounts of money. I love that. Um, if you give us enough money, uh, you could you could you know be one of those special Patreon guys, and you could uh, check out. Uh, extra extra show a month that we do called Storytime with Greed and Shazam. Uh, it's just, and trust me, it is, um, it's not PG. Let's just put it that way. We use all the, all the ling all the words in the English. We don't, we don't, uh, omit any words. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, it, I've had some people that tell me they really like it. Um, I haven't really had any complaints about it yet. We got two episodes up. Uh, next month we'll have a third episode, so we're going to triple the, the amount of episodes by next month. And uh, st still just once a month. I don't know. I was being far funny, I guess. Anyway, you know, yeah, just you know, just go to uh, Patreon.com/soulstone. Give us some money. We really appreciate that. That's cool. If not, the best way to support the show is just do what you're already doing, which is listen to the show. Um, I'll tell my listeners, man, I, I, I love you guys. It, it's um, it, this, this show's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's just it's too much, right? Like I, I have just the ridiculous amount. I look forward to doing this every week. Um, I wanted to say thanks to King Tut. He jumped in here with like next to no notice, and he really did a good job with the breakdown. Um, if you're watching the video, it looks like I'm 
I'm like out of it because it was a long day, but it was a long day in a 115 degree truck. <laughs> so I was a little bit eh, but that's okay. Um, yeah, you know, Shazam's usually here, but he has something going on right this second. He'll be back next show probably. And, uh, you know, which is fine. We don't all, I'm haven't been here for every show. That's for sure. He, he, he gets in there. He does a really good job with the show. I really, I really, I really like having him as a, a co-host, but, uh, King Tut really did a great job. I, I severely appreciate you coming in. It, it made the show, I was going to do a solo, but I was like, uh, y'all don't want to hear me do a solo show because I talk to myself all day long as it is. Y'all don't want to see that. It's not, it's not good. So I like having somebody else just to bounce stuff off, you know, a little back and forth, right? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I just want to say I appreciate you guys and, uh, you know, um, jump on discord like always because we're having this it's just and i'm not gonna do other media i'm gonna skip that there's no blue notes we don't have any emails and um there's no feedback oh dang it there was a feedback and i am gonna talk about that now even though we are going a little bit long <laughs> um just reminding myself there is a feedback yeah rona's question yeah yeah rona's got a question and as soon as i can find it sorry rona yeah, it was something about that stupid flavor of time, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to get the exact... Jesus, where is it? It's in the... It's at the bot now. There it is. Hold on. Community, right? Oh, that's... Oh, oh there it is, there it is. I found it, I found it, I found it. Okay, <clears throat> he just said, um... Um... What are your thoughts on the flavor of time? Uh, well, I like the buff it gives. It gives us very much. Uh, I find that it's almost a must-wear item, and I'm not sure I like being forced to wear a piece of gear. Mm, discussions. Anyway, um, I absolutely, I'm a huge fan of the flavor of time. When I seen that, I couldn't believe it was going to let us have double like I, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, they they ain't gonna do that for real, because like double pylons? Are you crazy? Um, it, you know, maybe it is a must wear, but how many items do we have that is a must wear? It is Every not a build... must wear. There's no. It is not a must wear. Okay, to me, it's a must wear. No, I mean it. To me, I it mean is. the the advantages are there, and I I can really see it when you're pushing. But I mean, when you're not pushing, you don't need the pylons. Why you know, double pylons? Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. But it. I think the thing that surprises me, and I think the advantage that a lot of people aren't talking about, is while it does give you double the pylons, it's also an amulet that rolls with five things on it, right? Five primaries. So unlike your normal amulets, where you end up with a socket and three primaries. You now get a socket and four primaries, and I can tell you I've, I probably have, ten ancient flavor of times, and I haven't gotten a good rolled one yet. Um, so I mean that that's one of the the key things is to me whether your amulet it's still the stats matter and the secondary is important, but you know if you have a good hellfire, if you have, you know I, like I said I'm running an Essie Johan, um, you know obviously Traveler's Pledge is still great. 
for you know a build that can utilize that that's not a lot build um but the stats matter and the stats are way more important if you have a an elemental crit crit you know a gg elemental crit crit amulet i don't care what the secondary is on run that thing you know it, it it's it's still going to probably out damage a bad rolled flavor of time so the stats matter yeah but the flavor of time is the best thing to put into a queue yeah for that I, reason if you, if you want to run well again most builds need three rings so one of those rings is going to end up in your cube slot if you're running a build that doesn't need three rings then yeah throw the flavor of time in the cube but again flavor of time is also an amulet that because it has the five rolls it's going to be better on your body than in the cube you know if you have two amulets that you want to run flavor of time on your body getting the extra roll on it is going to be more advantageous than you know yeah, you. whatever the you. other one I'm currently wearing a Scorch necklace, and, and I've cubed the flavor, but that's only because the flavor was... I couldn't get a good flavor. It's hard to get a good flavor. Yeah, I mean, and know, I mean, I I have a primal physical crit-crit uh, squirts, and I mean, I love it, and I roll it with my, you know, UE multi-shot for sure, because that 10% damage, you know, or 100% damage buff when you're not, you know, you haven't been hit is just, is huge, and yeah, I mean, that's the other new amulet. For this season that is certainly another option particularly as long as you're not getting one-shotted when you do eventually take that hit you know i mean if you're just getting one-shotted every time then it's probably not paying off but it's another one too where i'm not sure everybody understands how sports necklace works but when you you have up to 10 stacks and when you have 10 stacks you're going to take a 50 percent damage increase on that first initial hit and that immediately takes your stacks back down to zero and you no longer take the damage the extra damage you no longer deal the extra damage and then it builds up you know from one to ten and say you're at five stacks you're now dealing 50 percent extra damage and you're taking 25 percent on that initial first hit should somebody hit you and they can hit you with one stack they can hit you with eight stacks they can hit you with ten stacks um and it i wish it stacked a little bit quicker than it does but it's one of those necklaces that you've really gotta it's gotta be part of the build, right? You know, you've gotta you wanna be not getting hit, you wanna be killing enemies off screen like a UE multi shot. You you know, you've gotta it, you could certainly you could run that thing and and in a ten minute rift, you're only getting the hundred percent damage like a minute. You know, you're only getting it ten percent of the time. Whereas you could possibly be running a flavor of time or a hellfire or SEO hand or some other amulet that could possibly still be giving you more damage because you're not fully maximizing your squirts. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something about a squirts necklace real quick since we're talking about it. It is ridiculously awesome for Archon, for a Beer's Archon, because you have so many shields, you literally never lose your buff. Literally, you never lose it. The only time you actually do lose it is when there's frost. Yeah, I, don't I still don't. I don't, I don't still don't understand how that how that's working, but I mean, I get hit with a lot of stuff, and I don't lose my stacks because of the shields. Because you have so many shields that are protecting you. Um, the frost, though, the frost just goes right through your shield for some reason. I, I'm not really sure what's that about. Uh, maybe Rona could tell you, but I promise you, it, that's a real thing for a wizard. Uh, that I, almost like they designed it for the wizard, then was like. Oh yeah, everybody can use it. Pretty yeah. much. And the other thing I'll say is when you're running a squirts, the shielding pylon 
becomes much better because now the shielding pylon guarantees yeah, that you yeah. are going to do the 100% damage. So, mm -hmm. again, and, yeah, that's where it's pairing, pairing a flavor. Yeah, pairing the two together, right? Now, for twice as long, you're doing that 100% damage bonus. And I can tell you, I when I'm rolling my multi-shot, I know when I've taken a hit and I've lost my squirts buff. Like, it becomes obvious. Like, that 100% damage yeah. is so big of a difference. And the problem with my multi-shot is, yeah, generally, I mean, I'm killing stuff off-screen but you know they can jump to you and hit you or ground effects can get rid of it like anything where you're taking damage but the key is you have to take the damage so if you have a shielding pylon or like greed said if your character has a bunch of shields to where the incoming damage doesn't overcome your shield you don't lose the buff so you you at your health actually has to come down you have to actually take damage to lose the buff so shields is is a big key in keeping that squirts buff up the reason why I love the flavor of time so much is because, man, I can't even tell you how many times I'll have like a speed, an attack power, and a, you know what I mean? Like I'll have a speed and a freaking, and a shielding and a conduit. Like I'll have three damn pylons and I'm like running through going, yeah, yeah, this is, I love that. It's just, it, the conduit lasts so long. It is almost ridiculous. Like I've all I've teleported all the way through a rift before, and I've I still got it. And uh, there's been times like I I go through the whole rift, kill the rift guardian, go back to town. I still got the damn buff. I'm in town like speeding around with the speed buff. Yeah, it's crazy. I, mean, I anticipate by the end of the season that I will have spent most of my uh, souls and bounty mats. On reroll on rerolling a flavor of time to try and get that perfect roll, which is probably going to be elemental crit crit cooldown, um, and then a socket. Obviously, sockets are always mandatory on your jewelry. See, I don't know. I, I guess you could you could either consider it a, a, a mandatory thing or not. I, I mean, yeah, there's options. There's other ways to build your character, but uh, man, that thing is. I, I love it. I, it's, I I am gonna run it, uh, uh, you know, as for as long as we have it, I'm gonna run it, because it's. See, that's that's one reason why I love this game is because like there's so many. Like when you're when you're when you're building your character when you're setting everything up, there's so many things that like, you know, interlock together. I love all that. It's like it's like, you know, it's like gears turning in your head trying to figure out. Okay, I'm gonna wear the gloves because these gloves buff this, and and because I have that buff, I'm gonna use this, you know. And this goes, with, you know, the flavor time, and and then I'll have the shielding pylons, you know. It's just to me, it's like that's why I love that's what I love about this game. That's the that's the best thing about this game is. And I will tell you one other thing about the flavor time that you will find is it only applies to those that are wearing it. And so what you what I find myself doing is you get flavor of time envy because you and your buddy are rolling <laughs> through a rift and you're like that like his his conduit's still working like my conduit is no longer working like what happened here and then you're like oh he's got a flavor of time and you get that flavor of time envy that where you're like man I got to get one of them flavor of times what I like is you do not have to be the toucher it still works that is even true. if 
even if you're not the toucher, it still works, which, which is great. Because greed, greed is always the toucher. Mm. Greed loves touching. Look, when you're playing a, a Veer's Archon Wizard, like you were, you were like with the with the button, like the, like I'm. It's almost like um, it, it reminds me of a, a, an old school video game that was like a track and field thing, and we used to get a spoon and put it in our fingers so we could because the two buttons were. Right, and you, you, so that, that way you could be like with the buttons because the, the guy would run faster. But, but anyway, I am like mashing on this freaking button. So if I run by a pylon, yeah, I'm probably gonna click the pylon, bro. I, I don't know. I know you're wearing bracers, but like, I don't know. Click on it before I do because like, I'm clicking everything. I, all the stuff gets clicked. I'm like um. I'm like a equal, a, equal opportunity like a, clicker. I'm like a um, I'm like an old school molester, man. I'm just running around touching everything. Just ah, it's, I'm like an octopus. Just just it's it's. I'm, I'm I got my hands on everything, bro. I'm touching it all. And if I run by a pylon and you ain't clicked it yet, well, it's getting clicked. I mean, I I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Sorry that you didn't spawn another Rift Guardian and we didn't go from from two minutes and three seconds on this completion to, you know, one minute and 41 seconds. Yeah, and again, that's that's one of the big factors that, like, you know, it, it matters on what you're doing. There's a difference between pushing and running speeds and what you might want for a push build, you might not want for a speed build, so it matters. Like, yeah, if, if that flavor of time means you cleared that GR instead of in 215 you cleared it in 230 well you know okay like did it really matter i mean you could have run anything right like it's you could have had anything in your amulet slot and you still would have ran the rift in 230 it's really figuring out what your build likes best when you're pushing when you're not one-shotting things when you're not getting four pylons at the same time because you know you're using that one pylon to kill one elite or to kill maybe two elites and like you know that power you know you're just hoping that you can get one elite kill with your power pylon so yeah, yeah. it it you know you know use use what you like you know it, it's not flavor of time is not mandatory if you have a really good ancient you know gg rolled amulet you know use it and and that those that hunter i tell you what that hundred percent crit damage that's to me that is always the most important thing on an amulet an amulet has to have that you want to that damage roll ideally at least 95 percent you know if it's in the 90s it's acceptable but that rolls anywhere between 50 and 100 percent so make sure you have it make sure it's ideally in the 90s you know if you want to sacrifice the crit chance that's fine if you want to sacrifice the elemental damage that's fine but make sure you got to socket in that crit damage and roll your best amulet that gives you the most damage when you're using it all the time um and yeah, hopefully everybody gets a good primal flavor of time this season. Yeah, brother. Well, anyway, uh, I've already said my thing, so I'll tell our fans goodbye. I'll let King Tut say goodbye, and I'm going to let King Tut close the show this time. All right, yeah. Well, again, thanks for having me, Greed. Uh, you've been listening to episode 228 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. 
With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash soulstone. Come join us in-game, our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. We love Twitter. Come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Soulstone. Vesper is at Vespertilio1189. Deadgreed is at Deadgreed1812. And Shazam at Shazam081. You can find the show Facebook page at facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. And Vespertilio, who loves Facebook, at facebook.com slash Vespertilio1189. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at www.thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, over 227 episodes for your listening pleasure. Dawnforge! This podcast brought to you by Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2019. Get more at thedawnforge.com.